Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Okay, here we go, brownies podcast. I'm Allie Heisong, coming to July from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And join with me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend out in Boise, Idaho. It's Dustin, who's getting ready to fly into Cleveland, Ohio. Browns fans. Dustin, how are we living, sir? Allie, I'm kind of, I'm Allie, I'm like a little kid on Christmas to be quite honest with you. I'm like, I got training camp. We got our big party on Sunday. Uh, Cleveland's on fire, excited about the Browns. I mean, like, can the plane get here quick enough? Can it get on? <laughs> uh, I'm excited. Uh, a lot of cool stuff coming out of Cleveland this week. We'll break it down on the show, but no, I'm excited to be back in the land, see everybody. Um, and more importantly, see the guys in the in the uniforms and, and smacking it around at training camp. I think it's gonna be a fun, fun weekend and looking forward to it. The great state of OHIO. Looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of, a lot, a lot of stuff coming at you. So we'll be, we'll be sure to uh, just send out as much content as humanly possible in Facebook lives, photos, etc. So make sure that you're following us here on Facebook as well as on our other social media platform over there on Twitter at Go Brownies Live. So make sure you're just hit that follow button because we got plenty of fun stuff coming your way. Uh, and you don't want to miss out. You don't want to miss out. Um, well, so. As I say, Allie, real quick, yeah, with that, Allie, real quick, all you guys that follow us on Twitter and on our Facebook, there is a wonderful pair of Port Augustine used cleats out there. Um, those are kind of the one-on-ones, guys. So drop your comments, share it with your friends. Uh, we will be giving away uh, those this Sunday. Those will be given away this Sunday to one lucky winner. We'll announce that winner uh, for Port Augustine. And what a, what a great friend of the program to donate those very cool cleats. We love, we love Porter. Uh, guys, we want to encourage you to drop your comments, your questions, and everything you have Browns related here in the comment section. I do have them pulled up, so I'll be monitoring those throughout. Uh, we're going to get into training camp here in a moment, but in the second segment, we're going to go kind of rapid fire, just some Browns questions, some Browns fact or fiction. Um, so if you have anything that you'd like for us to uh, get to live on the program, please drop that here in the comments. Before we get into it, we want to give you uh, a, a recommendation recommendation if you need an official here we go brownies podcast hat or t-shirt you need to head on over to onlyinclude.com make sure you use promo code woof woof all one word all lowercase at checkout to get 10 percent off of your order um and of course you would look spectacular in an official here we go brownies podcast hat or t-shirt well, and of course where that's training camp you gotta represent well, not only that Allie, you can come in person on sunday to the store and get 10 percent off when you come and yep. see us Look at that. Everybody wants it. Everybody needs it. Um, all right, Dustin, let's get into it here. Um, what do you want to start with? You want to start with some training camp stuff or you want to talk Nick Chubb? You know what? Let's talk Nick Chubb. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning in that direction too. And, and if we're going to go there, by the, guy, by the way, guys, if you have not seen the new 75th anniversary, <laughs> going back, classic, I, I had to buy it as soon as I saw it. I know Allie's trying to pick out which one she's going to get, but they did it right. They went back to the classic look. And of course, I said, I got to go Chubb. And then what's funny, I buy it. And then they signed him to a $36 million three-year deal. So look at that. A little, maybe I brought him a little luck. But uh, I can't be more pleased. Um, if, I'm, if I know the deal is correct, this actually locks him in for four years because he's on his final year of his contract now. So that'll put him in for four years, plus the year he's been here. Guys, this is a guy that could end up being retiring with the Cleveland Browns. That's rare in the National Football League. And he's got a lot of years ahead of him. And he could break some records in Cleveland. <laughs> you know, it's crazy to say when you think about the guy that ran the ball number 32, that he could, could be looking at some of those records. I'm excited for him. And someone's like, does he, does he ever smile in the locker room? Well, what's it? But he's like, he leads by example. And I got to tell you, Stefanski's right. He leads by example. And you should get rewarded by example. So I'm all about it. Well, as you mentioned, three-year, $36 million with $20 million guaranteed. I don't know if you had the opportunity to listen to his press conference or his press availability. And they, they asked him, I forget uh, who, who asked him directly, but Hey, are you going to go celebrate? What did that look like? He's like, no, no, not yet. I haven't, I haven't done anything. Uh, hasn't quite hit me yet, but Kevin Stefanski said it best when he said that Nick Chubb is essentially this, the soul of this team. He, he's everything mm -hmm. that this Cleveland yeah. Browns team embodies or aspires to be. That blue collar, that 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 hard work ethic, um, just a grinder. As we've mentioned previously on shows, he's kind of the epitome of a Cleveland Brown. He's what your team leaders should represent. He's everything you want your 
best player to be. Um, so congratulations to Nick Chubb. I love Nick Chubb. He, he's, I love watching that guy. Um, but Joe Thomas had a really good point. He said it sets kind of the, the tone within the organization when you start handing out some of these deals because it shows that if you show up on time, you put in the work and you do everything the right way, which Nick Chubb certainly has, you will get rewarded. And that sets the tone throughout the remainder of the organization for guys like Baker Mayfield, Wyatt Teller, Denzel Ward, who are up for those extensions and who are certainly deserving and following that same path. Um, right. It'll set that tone, especially going into the, the next couple of years of guys that will be deserving of those contracts. You put in the work, you do what you're supposed to do. You go out there and play and practice on, on Sundays. You will get rewarded. Now, yes. what Joe Thomas said on, on um, I think he said on Brown's Live was, some of these organizations say they're going to do that and then they don't do that. And then that creates that negative culture. Right. So to see that in Cleveland, Dustin, we haven't seen that for quite some time. So it's, it's very refreshing to Allie, see. I don't think we've seen that in our, Allie, we haven't seen that in our lifetime. I mean, this no. is again, it's a, we talk about this agnosium in the past, the culture shift and change that's happened in Cleveland is 180, in my opinion, um, what they've done with that front office. And you know, getting not to get too far off sidebar, but did you see any of Jimmy Haslam and D Haslam's comments about yeah. signing and the continuity among all these players and the longevity of their contracts? He goes, the fact that the front office and all these guys get along, you know, is it about where you thought? And Haslam goes, they both look at each other and said, better, <laughs> you know, <laughs> thought this was going to be, which he's like, they kind of sing from the same hymnal. I'm like, the fact that the whole entire organization is in sync, it's called, you know, it, it, you have a healthy organization now and it's exciting to watch. Um, it took us half of our lifetimes, Allie, but hey, we're there. And we'll take it. We'll take it with open arms. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, First and foremost, before we get into anything else, just a huge congratulations to Nick Chubb. He's, he's the most deserving. So I'm happy to see uh, him get rewarded for his his hard work in Cleveland, and I'm excited to see what he does this year and for the next couple of years while he's under contract with the Cleveland Browns. Um, on that same note, Dustin, I want to just talk about basically who's up next because we talked about this. We talked about, okay, here's the priority list for Andrew Barry. It's signed Nick Chubb because he was not a first-round pick. He doesn't have that, that fifth-year option. Uh, and then we're taking a look at Baker Mayfield, Denzel, Denzel Ward, excuse me, and then throwing Wyatt Teller into the mix. So I'm going to ask you, who's next on the list and why? Well, boy, you know, based on this and kind of just kind of watching the tea leaves, I quite honestly, I think you go Wyatt Teller. This may be a little out of order, but mm -hmm. um, you lock down Nick Chubb for, you know, three plus years. You got to have a good line to have a good running game and a good pass protection. You lock down Wyatt Teller. Um, and then maybe you go after Denzel at that as weird as this sounds, I think Baker's your last, honestly, I think it's your last, your last one. And the only reason I kind of feel that way, once you get these other guys locked in, how much money you have left over to where you, where you can minimize or maximize that contract for, for Baker. So to me, if the other guys locked down, it kind of maybe gives you a little more flexibility where you can be in that span for Baker. I'm not Andrew Barry, but that's kind of where my head would be. I just think you give yourself a little more flexibility because you don't have the unknown at that point, right? You don't know how much Wyatt Teller is going to ask of you. You don't know how much Denzel. It's done. It's put away. That's my take. Real quick, real quick before I answer my own question here, I've got a comment from Dave Wallencheck who said uh, he's coming from the Steelers uh, fan base. He's got a Steelers podcast. We want to welcome him. Uh, he, he put a comment welcome on the program. Here. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. And he asked, can we get you guys on his Steelers podcast? And I would like to tell you, Dave, we'd love to jump on. I, I'd love, uh, Dustin and I were just talking about that, that we'd like to have yeah. different perspectives uh, throughout, yeah. especially the decisions we'd love As to. Yeah. So yeah, shoot us a message, Dave. Um, and you're welcome to stay. We, we're, we appreciate having you on. Um, but Dustin, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on that. While I do think that getting Wyatt Teller signed is very important, when we talked about our um, offensive draft. We basically said Wyatt Teller may be the best offensive lineman in the room, but not be the most important. And what I mean by that is we've got just such an abundance of talent on that offensive mm -hmm. line. Now, I'm not diminishing what he he brings to the table. I just think the importance. Basically, what I'm saying on that is he could go be the best offensive lineman for a really bad team. 
and be a standout and get paid. But here, he might not get that same contract. And I think you have to, if you're Wyatt Teller and you're, you know, you have to decide, okay, do I want to stay in Cleveland and and go win a championship or a couple of championships or do I want to go make money somewhere else? My point on this one, Dustin, is you got to pay Baker Mayfield. You got to get Baker and you got to get Denzel. I think their their positions are just of more value. Now, if we didn't have the offensive line locked down in terms of securing both of the tackle positions and the interior right. of the offensive line, I would say, no, you got you to gotta build your offensive line. But with Andrew Barry and what he put an emphasis on last season was the offensive line and making sure that they were able to protect Baker Mayfield. So I'm going to put the emphasis there on paying Baker and showing him, hey, you're our guy. We've got the line. We've got your running back. We've got mm-hmm. your skill position players. You're a guy going to a, a championship. Right. Same with Denzel. So I would say in, in order, I would probably go Baker, Denzel, Wyatt. Um, but so just I the, think, yeah, just the opposite of one thing, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I just do that based off of the value that I hold of their positions. Right. So. And, and, my, my, and so counter to that, I would say, well, if you sign Baker and he – Ask for X amount of money, and it's kind of at the tipping point of where you want to pay him. Mm-hmm. Great. Now we still got to pay Denzel. We still got to pay Wyatt. Right. Man, I don't want either. I certainly don't want Denzel walking, you know, for well, sure. Would you rather overpay on Wyatt Teller or Denzel Ward? Because we're let's go ahead and, and hypothetically say that Baker Mayfield sure. is going to be the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns for the next five, six years. Sure. They're going to pay him. It's just a matter of when and, and how much. But if it comes down to Wyatt Teller versus Denzel Ward, I'm going to take Denzel Ward on that just based off of sure. our yeah. current construct of the offensive line. But I want to ask you, what do you think? Uh, here's what I honestly humbly think. I don't think we're going to have to break the bank for Wyatt. I think Wyatt's a team first guy. I don't think he's going to take like a deep discount, mm-hmm. you know, hometown discount. But I do think um, – we can reasonably sign him to an extension. That's yeah. why I think let's get it out of the way. Hey, wh- you know, what do you got to have Wyatt to make you happy? So mm-hmm. um, I would rather overpay obviously for Denzel, but I don't think we're going to have to go down that road with Wyatt. Well, quiet. I guess, okay. Well, let me rephrase. Cause I don't, I, I don't really want to overpay for Denzel either. I don't think overpay yeah. is the word, but if you, if you had to pick one to pay. Oh, well, Denzel. Cause I wouldn't overpay for Denzel or just given his injury history. I want to make that clear as well, but well, yeah. But I would say Denzel, if I had to pay a little more, I mean, because corners are very important, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're obviously, you can't have enough, we talk about this, can't have enough corners on a roster, right? So yep. um, I think I would go with Denzel if you had to pay more between the two. But um, I just, I feel like Wyatt is kind of a team first guy. Um, and by the way, I feel like he's built a special bond with the guys that are here now. But you know, yeah, I yeah. think he's comfortable with these guys um, and they like Baker and they, they're like, that's, that's our guy. So I hopefully he, we sent him to a reasonable deal, but well, you know, I, we'll see, but I have a really good feeling he'll extend that and it'll be reasonable. Speaking of reasonable, if you are buying or selling a home and you need somebody to walk you through that process and can get the most bang for your buck, that person Northeast Ohio listeners is Katie Klanowski coming out of Keller Williams there in Cleveland, Ohio. So if you have any questions, concerns, or you just need some help or need pointed in the right direction, head on over to our website at herewegobrownies.com and go to our sponsors page. And you can go directly to Katie's site to contact her directly. So make sure that you're doing that. She's the best in the business and can point you certainly in the right direction. Um, or, Dustin. Or, as I said, or Allie, she's going to be there in person on Sunday and you can chat with her. If you, you want to talk to her, she'll talk to you in person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, Dustin, let's, let's go ahead and unpack uh, training camp up until this point. Obviously we're not currently there. Uh, so we can't speak directly to what everybody's seeing. Um, hopefully, guys, if you, anybody's listening, if you're able, lucky enough to have been there, uh, drop some comments, show your perspective on what you were able to see. But I've I've been able to see a lot of really cool videos on Twitter and just uh, from some of the local reporters sharing some perspective. Um, so far, let's let's just talk injuries real quick. We won't spend too much time on that. We know uh, Mac Wilson stepped out today for personal reasons, and it was later announced that his son was born. So congratulations to Mac. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so no concern there why he missed practice. Obviously, that's excused. Anthony Walker, uh, kind of a scary situation the other day with a knee situation, but he is back uh, with a knee wrap week to week, basically. Don't yeah. expect him to miss a lot of time. So that's a huge sigh of relief. Browns fans. That was scary. That's scary. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Especially after he was just kind of announced as that Mike linebacker uh, yeah. to be the play caller on the defense. 
that's a huge responsibility. And I think he's certainly capable. And I'm just, I'm excited to watch that guy play this season. Um, so dodged a huge bullet on that, as well as dodging a bullet with Anthony Schwartz. So everybody seems to be fairly healthy, um, you know, hoping that that continues throughout the remainder of training camp. Uh, Jadavion Clowney out today, uh, just a day off. So if you yeah, do see anybody, the, the yeah, program. a lot of, a lot of these players, Odell Beckham Jr., Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, some of those guys that are coming off of injuries or anything like that, they will have scheduled days off. So if you see that, don't panic. Um, that's yeah. good. Preventing and as I say this, right? Holly, speaking, speaking of bursts, uh, we'd like to give a shout out to our friend of the program, Curtis Weaver. It was his birthday yesterday. So oh, birthday. Curtis Weaver having a birthday, uh, as the new member of the Cleveland Browns. So happy birthday to him. Yeah, happy birthday to our good friend, Curtis Weaver. Um, let's talk some standouts. Uh, also, yeah. just on that on that note, uh, Jeremiah Uzukoromoa has been activated off of the yes. COVID-19 reserve list, which is great news as well. Um, I don't know if you saw what he said, but he was basically asked, how are you feeling? And, you know, is this a setback? And he's like, no, if anything, I was able to dive more into In the, the playbook, playbook uh, able to work out on my own and just, get more accomplished so happy to yep. have him back i'm excited for that guy this well and stefanski even said he was ready to, he said he was pleasantly you know when he came in he was he knew what he was doing and he knew he had some time to catch up but he was like mm -hmm. he was ready to go and there was no there wasn't a big uh lack of knowing where to go at that point to your point mm -hmm. in the playbook and studying it pretty hard um and then just some standouts um i'll ask you who you think have has kind of stood out in training camp i'll let you go first Dustin. Well, how about, you know, we've talked about him before, you know, I've talked about, I just think he's a good player. I think he's got a lot of upside, but Donovan people Jones has been like yeah. up training camp. Um, you know, I just like him as a person. And the fact that, you know, he's been doing that just, it doesn't really surprise me, but the fact that this early in camp, he's really lighting it up. And so that would be the first one that I just pops out of the page of me. Um, second for me, uh, <laughs> Welcome to the National Football League, anybody playing against Clowney and uh, Miles Garrett. But it sounded like Baker Mayfield did not like Clowney and, and uh, Miles Garrett breathing down on several occasions. They were getting the best of the offensive line. So to me, I think our defensive line now is going to be a force to be reckoned with this season based on that. Because here's how I look at it. They're going up against one of the best offensive lines in the National Football League. And if they're pushing those guys around, what about an average line? Watch out. So those iron are, sharpens iron. Yeah. So those are kind of my two takeaways so far. Allie, go away. Tell me what you got. You know, I'm going to completely and totally agree with Donovan Peoples-Jones. He shows up every day, several times a day. Um, you know, <laughs> Dustin, coming into this season, there were some question marks on, okay, is he, I mean, even up till last week and the week prior, we said, is he going to get the same opportunity? Well, no, because Odell Beckham Jr. is coming back healthy. He's, he is going to get a, a lot of attention. But with what Donovan Peoples-Jones is doing in training camp, he is certainly uh, making a name for himself. And I've seen several yeah. articles saying, well, could Donovan Peoples-Jones be a wide receiver one in the near future? You would ask me that a week or two ago. I said, no, no, I, I don't think that. But based off of what I've seen, and I'm not there. Again, I'm not there. I don't know. And I'm sure the season will be different. We've only had like one or two padded practices but he shows up, he embodies what it means to be a Cleveland Brown in this culture. He's there several times a day, making incredible yes. plays. So uh, just want to put an emphasis on Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, but also a couple others. Kareem Hunt is having himself a camp. And I, I think a lot of people just assume he's going to uh, because he's an elite player. But yeah. you know what? Giving credit where credit is due. He's had a really nice training camp so far. What he is able to do with his versatility. Um, we've known that Demetric Felton has also put on a show. A uh, friend of the program, Demetric Felton, you know, yeah. being able to compete for that third yes. running back spot, as well as uh, taking some reps at wide receiver. Versatility. We talked about that at length when he was on the program a couple of weeks ago. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give another one. Dark Horse here. Mac Wilson. Um, I know that there was some concern going into this season with really with what happened last year right and I, I think that was justifiable um but he he's looked pretty darn good and I think too yeah. that that speaks to the leadership that they have in that uh in that in room, that room. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Anthony Walker being one of them, um, Malcolm Smith being another, but also Jeremiah Usakoromoa, even though he is a rookie. I don't know if you've had the ability to listen to any of his press availability, especially the one-on-one with Nathan Zagura and how cultured he is and how he likes oh. to basically read um, just all different types of religious books, cultural books. That way he can gain a perspective from all different cultures. Yeah. So when he's talking to somebody, he knows where they're coming from. So just the right. leadership and maturity in that room, I think is really, really good for Mac Wilson. No, I agree. Uh, and Ali, think about this. A year ago, we sat on the same program and we're like, linebackers weak. We need linebackers. We need linebackers. And a year later, we're talking about, wow, the Browns have addressed that. Maybe now it's more a strength of the team based on what we have there now. It's interesting what a year can do and when you can go in a draft and not draft needy, but go after what is right. <laughs> so, so, Yes. Um, I want to get into Jadavion Clowney here in a moment, but Dustin, if you don't mind, can you tell our listeners about that beautiful backdrop that you have behind you? Where they can Yeah, get so one? this is uh, Andy, uh, the owner of gutterbee.com. Um, beautiful backdrop he makes for anything. Uh, he will be joining us on Sunday Alley. Uh, you will see in our uh, complete setup that he's putting up for us on Sunday with our interviews. And of course, uh, like I said, he can build anything you want as far as uh, custom built things. If you want a Cleveland uh, theme type of thing, he can do it all. So uh, he'll be there in person to talk to you at our event on Sunday. Um, so we're excited to have him there, but not great friend of the program and a great sponsor. And we love him. Really is. I mean, you just look at that, Dustin. It's a thing of beauty. Um, I'm excited to get mine set up, as you guys can see behind me. I'm, I'm still, uh, you guys You guys know from listening to the show, I recently moved, and I'm still getting, I mean, you can see a suitcase right back there. I'm, I'm still getting settled and everything, so bear with me. I'm hoping to have that changed by next week. Have a nice backdrop behind me like you guys are used to seeing. Um, and for our audio listeners, don't worry about it. You don't have to, you don't even have to see me. So you're all set. Allie, it's, 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 it's funny. I was talking to Andy about that today. And he's like, I'm like, she lives at the, she lives at the beach and she's just trying to make sure that she can figure out the accommodations of how to put it in there after. Her. <laughs> we'll yeah, make it happen. Yeah. We will make it happen. <laughs> just trying to be patient. Um, <laughs> uh, so Dustin, let's talk a little bit about Jadavion Clowney. Um, you mentioned him and your kind of takeaways on training camp and things like that. He's, he's shown up. He looks good. He had his press availability. He sounds good. He's, he's talked about really what it's meant to be healthy really for the first time in his career, which is scary to think. Um, truly. I mean, he, he is a, a freak athlete. So to have him, Miles Garrett, and really the, the depth of this defensive line, I'm really excited um, him and Jack Conklin going head to head almost every day. And I think we just mentioned iron sharpening iron. You put yeah. Jack Conklin, who's one of the best right tackles in the NFL up against Jadavion Clowney, who's really trying to have that comeback season, but Jadavion's given it just, just the same. So really yeah. an iron sharpens iron kind of situation. Uh, but Dustin, what do you think? And really what, what are your anticipations for Jadavion this season? Well, here's the thing. I think, you know, you know, he came out in his press availability and said, you know, good luck anybody trying to defend Miles Garrett this season, right? Yeah. So I think uh, here's what I just think, to your point, when he's healthy, he can be one amazing player. Because I I think it was after we signed him, I was just said, like, what we do, we look at highlights and stuff. I looked at some of his college replays of what he did to players in college. It was man against kids, like it seemed like on some of those plays. Like he would just literally run over people. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do uh, week one against Kansas City. But he seems like he's got a renewed focus. He's excited to be in Cleveland. And it's just it kind of it is interesting. Like we didn't get him last year, but this year it seems like it's the perfect fit. Every, all the, you know, all the stars are aligning and he's healthy. He feels good. He wants to be here more importantly. Uh, and we got him on a reasonable deal. Um, and for you, you know, it's a, to, you know, you would say if, if we're going to extend him, he's got to prove it this year. So I'm excited to see. So everything I've seen from him so far, top notch. Funny story. So yeah. my contractor that uh, I'm getting some work done in my condo, I'm renovating this. And it's just been a, a crazy process for those of you who have followed along to this point. But nonetheless, I've got a contractor here who um, is from South Carolina, which obviously I live here, but I was just talking to him and I had on a brown shirt, like I always do. And he says, oh, you know what? My son has a friend who's trying to make the team this year. I'm like, oh, the Browns team. 
And immediately my mind goes to somebody trying to make a practice squad spot. Right. The way he's worded, I've got my son's sure. friend is trying to make the team. Do you know who his son's friend is? It's Jadavion Clowney. And I, I literally thought to myself, he's trying to make the team. It's Jadavion Clowney, a former number one overall pick superstar in the NFL. Now he hasn't had the statistics really to back that up in terms of getting home and hitting the quarterback. Um, but still, he's still an elite player. So it was just funny. He said, oh yeah, he's trying to make the team. I'm like, what do you mean he's trying to make the team? It's Jadavion Clowney. We've been chasing him for years. So, um, and, and then the more I dug into it, so uh, they're, they're both from generally the same area and they grew up oh. playing football against each other. So I don't know how great of friends they are, but still the way that he worded it, I was like, oh, thinking, okay, well, I'm starting well, to yeah, so yeah, the depth friend. chart, who's yeah, trying child. to make the team, yeah. you know, nope, Jadavion Clowney. That that is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he'll make the team. I'm. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm I, 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 I think we can pencil him in the fifty-three man roster. Yeah, he said that. I was like trying to make the team. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. But nonetheless, uh, excited to have him, and I'm pretty sure he will. I feel pretty confident in the fact that he will be uh, a Cleveland Brown this season. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Us, and I think putting him alongside Miles Garrett. And don't forget, guys, Jadavion Clowney can also line up with three technique. He's got that versatility. You can put him really, you know, he doesn't have to be on the edge. You can line up almost mm -hmm. in that bear formation. You can have Miles Garrett, Tack McKinley, uh, and then you can put Jadavion Clowney there alongside of Malik Jackson or Tommy Todi yep. or somebody like that. He can line up that way. He's got that versatility. And quite frankly, that's he, he is an elite run stopper. He hasn't been able to get home with the sacks in previous seasons, whether due to injury or just, just uh, circumstance. But, yep. but this season, Dustin, I truly believe that he will be able to do so. If, if they're wreaking that much havoc on the Browns offensive line, who I hold to be the number one offensive line in the NFL to go up against an average O-line. And we will see yeah. several of those assuming everybody can stay healthy. Dustin, I really do think that they can. Oh, I think they're they gonna... can, they can be dangerous. Well, and it's funny, you know, I don't think my friends are arrogant, but I have some friends who are Kansas <laughs> and they're like, Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Good luck coming to Kansas city and playing. I'm like, okay. Now I was like, you realize you have one starting offensive lineman back on your line from last year. They're like, yeah, we'll be fine. And I'm thinking you don't even, you clearly don't watch any Browns uh, stuff because this line could be scary for people. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I'm like Clowney and Garrett both healthy and that interior line. I'm like, yeah, you're going to have a force to be reckoned with. And by the way, they're pushing our offensive line all over camp. So, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with – I was like, I was like, Patty Mahomes may have to be a little creative. <laughs> keeping in mind, keeping in mind, they have a, a completely redone offensive line there in yeah. Kansas City. And I did yeah. mention today, uh, I was talking with somebody, and I said, hey, I, I would much rather take on Kansas City week one with oh. a brand-new offensive line yes. and allow them to get into midseason form. So um, – You've mentioned this several times in the podcast that these battles are won in the trenches, but we've seen that with the offensive line last year, and I, I hope to see both on the offensive and defensive lines this year. Um, Dustin, let's let's go around the league. Uh, let's do some rapid-fire fact or fiction and just some questions regarding the Cleveland Browns. But before we do so, uh, if you are in the Cleveland area and you're thinking, hey, what should I get for dinner tonight? It's obviously Angelo's Pizza. If you haven't had it yet, and I know we talk about it on this podcast a lot, and I say, I'm not just saying this, truly, guys, they have the best pizza I have ever had. It is so amazing, and, and multiple players have vouched for it, Miles Garrett specifically. Um, head on over there. Make sure you get yourself some Angelo's Pizza. It is I, – I can't wait to get my hands on another piece. So well, good. guess what, Allie? You won't have to wait long because I was told by the people at – our good friends at Angelo's, that we will specifically make sure Allie has hot pizza there. <laughs> they were like, we will make sure Allie has a slice. And by the way, uh, they're providing pizzas for our events. So you got to come. I'm telling you, every time I mention that pizza, Allie, like people's like, oh, that's the pizza. That's oh, yeah, the pizza. So, yeah. It's real life good. It is real life it's good. It's real life good. <laughs> it's real good. 
All right, Dustin, uh, let's get into this. Let's have a little fun um, okay. with some some rapid fire stuff. And when I say rapid fire, I don't mean, hey, let's run through this as fast as we can. I just mean, I'm not going to give you that much time to think about it. Um, oh, that's, uh, <laughs> and you can throw some at me if you'd like. Um, but, you know, let, let's answer these as quickly as possible. Basically, okay. the whole point of this is I want to get your, your gut reaction. Okay. All right. First one. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Hang on. I just lost my notes already. <laughs> All right. True or false? Nick Chubb will win the rushing title for this season. False. Yeah. Who does? Oh, maybe Henry. Maybe Henry will win it. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I just say that is because Kareem, huh? Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm going to go false on that. I'm going to go. Uh, now, I'm, if Nick Chubb's watching, prove me wrong. <laughs> I'll be happy to take the championship, which he could, by the way. I mean, he could still win it. But um, based on the way this offense is built, I'm going to give it a false. No, same. Agree. Um, I, and I think Derrick Henry could could win it again this year solely because he's the guy over there. Yeah. Now, they went out. They got Julio. Uh, so, so Ryan Tannehill is going to have that ability to take the top off of a de- defense with Julio, um, assuming he can remain healthy. But they've got Derrick Henry there in the backfield, who's just kind of a freight train. Cleveland, that's just really not the dynamic. And I'm okay with that. And I, I don't want that to be the case. As much as I love Nick Chubb, I also love the versatility that Kareem Hunt brings. Uh, and oh, by the way, did we talk about our tight end room? And oh, by the way, did we talk about our receiving core? And oh, by the way, do I even need to bring up Andy Janovich? Or do I need to bring up, uh, you know, Johnny Stanton or anybody like that who can also carry the football? So it's going to yep. be really interesting. Um, or a little Maserati, Baker Mayfield. You never know. You never know what you're going to see. So I think there's just too many weapons for the Cleveland Browns for somebody like like Nick Chubb uh, to win the rushing title. And I'm okay with that. I, I think I'd rather win a Super Bowl than have a running back win the rushing title. I agree. So here's one for um, you. Yeah, let's hear I, I, got, I, got, I got a little true or false question. Okay. Which running back... True or false? Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb or Jim Brown rushed for 950 plus yards, 950 yards plus yards in the first three seasons. Jim Brown or Nick Chubb? So wait, ask me that again. In you their asked first true three or false. seasons, in their first three seasons, sorry, which mm-hmm. was A or B, not a true false. Sorry. Okay, ask me it again. Sorry. Yeah, of the two running backs, Nick Chubb mm-hmm. or Jim Brown, in their first three seasons, 950 yards plus. Who who was the uh, the winner of that? Uh, Nick Chubb. Good answer. I yeah, would, I think it was Nick Chubb. But isn't that insane to you? Mm-hmm. I mean, even Jim Brown in his first three seasons didn't run 950 plus yards. No, the reason I had to think on that, well, obviously I didn't see Jim Jim Brown live, right. so I really don't know. But it, it just seemed a little bit more realistic because in, in 2018, temporarily you had Carlos Hyde there. Um, yeah. You had Duke Johnson, but then Nick Chubb comes onto the scene and, and he ran wild that first season. And then last yeah. year or, or the year prior, um, had over a thousand. So, yeah. Yeah. And then last year, obviously he missed, he missed a couple of games, but he was still consistent in his yard. So I was just doing some quick math. But I mean, think about that. I mean, that's with missed games and not, I yeah. mean, that's just insane to me. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. True or false, Dustin. Okay. Denzel Ward will lead the team in interceptions this year. True. I'm going to go yeah. true. Okay. Um, I see this as uh, we don't call it a bounce back here, but you brought up a uh, point earlier with the injuries and stuff. I think Denzel has got a contract coming. I think he wants to prove himself. I think he's going to be balls out and he's going to go try to make this kind of a pro bowl type of year. So, yes, I'm going to say Denzel Ward has the most interceptions on the Cleveland Browns this year. I think this – he has – A, he has the opportunity to do it, and B, I think he wants to do it and prove yeah. he can be a long-term answer in Cleveland. How many How do you think he can get? Six. I, I mean, sign me up for that. Uh, I went false on this one. Um, I'm going to give it to John Johnson. I don't know. I just think he's going to be all over the field. 
Um, and especially with, with uh, Anthony Walker being the play caller there on the defense, it's going to free up JJ three, just a little bit true, um, last true. year. He, he was the play caller for the Rams defense, which is a huge responsibility, um, huge responsibility over there in Los Angeles, but that's going to free him up just a little bit to play kind of that center field role and just be a ball Hawk. So I'm going to give it to JJ three, just with a slight edge on that. I don't know. And with that said, how many do you think you're saying, what, what are you thinking number wise? I think six is a good number. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to go bold. Let's give him eight. I like eight. eight. eight That's yeah. steep. Well, here's, That's here's steep. the thing, though. I think a lot of people respect Johnson, you know? Yeah. They really do, and they know how good a player he is. So I think also that could give opportunity for Chubb, right? Because they know, like, got to watch out for him, right? So I think sometimes that happens where here's the thing. Miles Garrett might get sacks this year, but we may see – Clowney get a ton of sacks because people were so focused. You know, I mean, you could see where things could get a little weird because they can't focus on one person all the time. But it'll be interesting to see how this dynamics works out for the defense. Okay, so you've got Denzel leading. Who would you who would you give the nod to uh, after that? Who would be the second leader for you? Oh, I would say I'm with you on. Okay. I would say four or five, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I think you know that there's going to be a lot of people. You don't go out and sign that guy to that kind of deal. I mean, and you saw what he did with the Rams. I mean, he was yeah. stud with the Rams. I mean, he's one of the reasons they made it to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's that good of a player. So, yeah. So I think, but you know, you may see it where maybe they spread it around. Maybe you have players that get four or five interceptions. Each. You know who I think could be a sleeper and uh, credit over here to our friend Andrew, uh, Troy Hill. Troy Hill could certainly oh. be a sleeper. They're in, they're in the slot because if you've got yep. if you've got JJ three, Ronnie Harrison, Grant Delpit there at the safety room. You've got Denzel Ward, who many opposing offenses respect heavily. Um, yep. Greg Newsom, Greedy Williams, assuming he is healthy. You put Troy Hill there in the slot, Dustin, you, you forget about him. Um, but, yep. oh, by the way, we've got two-fifths of the Rams' defense from last season. Sign me up for that. Uh, even if right. he only gets three, four, five uh, picks, that's still a high amount of interceptions. Well, I know. You bring up a good point. Fifth of the Rams' defense. So think about it. those guys already know how to work in sync with each other out there on the field. So they're going to be, you know, kind of in tandem out there. Yeah. So they're going to kind of really understand how they play. They aren't going to need to be like, well, where is he going on this? Because you know they've played together. So also that continuity is going to be a big deal, I think, on the back end. All right. Um, next up. Oh, sorry. Did you have one? Uh, true or false? Okay, I'll give you a true. Does it have to be brown or can it be like? No, don't give me anything. True or false? Will the Tampa Bay Buccaneers be in the NFC Championship game? True or false? Because a lot of people, um, the Browns, you know, Bucks could be a Super Bowl matchup. So I'm just. Yes, I think they will. Um, I think. I don't, you know, Green Bay last year in the NFC Championship, I, I don't think they make it back this year. Uh, I just think there's too much going on in Green Bay with everything. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, and I'm just trying to think of, like, the NFC West. You've got uh, the Rams over there that are looking pretty darn good with Matt Stafford, who had a little bit of a thumb injury the other day. The 49ers, who have some question marks at quarterback. Really, what are they going to do there? Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo. Seahawks look pretty darn good. I don't know. Just taking a look even at the NFC South, you don't know about the Saints. You don't know about the Panthers. Yeah. I'll take the Bucs. I think – I think there's a lot of very well-rounded teams, but I mm-hmm. think they are running it. They're running it back. They've got their full roster from last year. Everybody uh, came back. Um, I'll take them. Yeah, and, and the reason I'm going to say false on that is just because, I mean, I know it's Tom Brady, but teams just have – they have Super Bowl hangovers. And if you look at a lot That's of – That's true. That's true. I mean, you, look, you look at a lot of teams that come off a of Super Bowl, all the hype and all that and all the expectations, mm-hmm. everybody's every, – as we call it out, Allie, now that we're the Cleveland Browns, everybody's going to give us our best game, right? They're going to yep, give us the right. game because we're a target, right? So I think everybody's going to be up for every time they play the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to lose a couple games they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Think they make the playoffs? Absolutely. But could they get knocked off in the second round? Yeah, I think they could and not make it to the NFC Champion just because of that kind of hangover and everybody's going to be coming for them because to be the best, you got to take out the best, right? So That's a good point. 
Yeah. So that's yeah. the point I take. Um, just because of the, 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 I mean, history shows that teams have hangovers after the Super Bowl. All right. Question for you. Plus or minus Miles Garrett, 15 sacks. Whoa. That's a lot of sacks. Allie. Over under. What do you got? Ooh. I'm going to go under. And I'm going to go 13. 13 sacks. That's my number. Adding an extra game in, though. Oh. This season. And there's I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with 13. And I think that even still gets him to I mean, and the reason I say 13 is because I think Clowney's gonna get some opportunities. Yeah. I, I think Clowney's gonna come around the end and Miles is gonna get double teamed on some stuff and Clowney's gonna just bowl over somebody and get to the quarterback. So I'm gonna go 13, 14. I'll go 14, maybe. That's just, mm-hmm. yeah. What do, what do you got? I feel comfortable that uh, I'll take the over on that. Um, last year, we were at 12, and he missed some games. He was on mm-hmm. pace to to get uh, to get that many sacks. Honestly, Dustin, I'm going to go bold. Uh, I think it's possible with the 17th game that Miles Garrett could get 15 sacks this, this season. Do we know what the NFL record is by chance? I'm just, no, but I can tell you. I, I'm, I'm just curious because if you're going to go bold, it'd be kind of fun to track that as the season goes. Oh, Strahan, Michael Strahan, 2001, 22 and a half sacks. Woo, that is enough. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Hell is like, even with 17 games. Yeah, that's that's. Well, and here's the thing. If we had some duds on our schedule where he could have a two or three sack, you know where I'm going with this, where all of a sudden mm-hmm. you can start getting – I'm assuming I'd, I'd be interesting to look at the year that he broke that record, uh, what their strength of schedule was. That would be an interesting thing to look at the 2001 strength of schedule for straight hand. But um, wow, 22 and a half sacks is a lot of sacks. Well, I, I just think with 17 games, assuming everybody can stay healthy, I think it is achievable for Miles Garrett to average about a sack a game. Yeah. So I'm going to go with 15 on that. And honestly, I think Jadavion Clowney could, could average maybe a quarter of a sack a game or half a sack obviously you know um so put him in that, have that kind of half. 10, but yeah i i would put, i would give him about eight to ten again okay. assuming everybody remains healthy and you give sure. tack maybe five six um i don't know i don't know i i'm i'm excited for this defensive line no you know this this defensive line is gonna be a lot of fun it is it is um okay let's see what else i have i, I was really excited about this question this is not yeah. a true or false but yeah. just knowing what we know now going into this season, after this season, assuming a successful one, which assistant coach do you think will be the first to get head coaching interviews? Quite honestly, prefer uh, the special, you know, the special teams coach. Um, and he's basically the assistant head coach, correct? Is that his official title? Assistant head coach, special. Well, last last season he filled in as the uh, uh, next in command. I don't know if that is the case for this season. Okay, um, but that guy just—he's uh, very well respected. And you know what's interesting? You look at the NFL when head coaches when they try to pick head coaches, they're like, "Why did they pick that guy, not an OC or a DC?" You know, like you see that sometimes. Like, why did they go get that guy? Because they saw him as kind of more of the up and coming. And we should get him now before somebody else nabs him. Um, but that's going to be my pick um, to see what he did in that playoff game at Pittsburgh yeah. uh, with COVID on a, on, and I mean, just in the game plan he put together. Now, of course, you know, obviously Stefanski was in his basement, still talking to the team and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. That was really impressive to me. That was really impressive. So I was kind of debating between two. Um, Joe Woods was first. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not going to pick him. I'm, I'm not going to go with Joe Woods. The reason I, I had him first on my list was because with the Browns um, really revamping the defense this season, even though most of that was because of Andrew Barry and what he was able to do in the draft and free agency um, and who he was able to bring back, I'm going to give him a lot of credit, but I think the NFL will give Joe Woods a lot of credit if they are successful on the defensive side of the ball this season. And that's sure. just, that's just the way that the NFL is. They, they say, yep. Oh, Brown's had a good defense. Let's go poach their coach. And <laughs> right. honestly, we, we see that 
a lot. We see that a lot in the NFL. Um, let's go. Let's go over to actually. Let me get to this point first. But the person I'm going with is Alex Van Pelt. Oh. And the reason I say that is, let's just say that Kevin Spansky hands over uh, the play calling uh, responsibility to AVP this season, and he's very successful. If we take a look at the Rams a couple of seasons ago, the NFL was so enthralled with Sean McVay and getting the next genius head coach or the next Kyle Shanahan or the next offensive guru, they will take anybody that is associated with um, Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay. I mean, we've seen it. It If the passing game coordinator, the offensive play caller, whoever it is, they will go and get them. They're the quarterback's coach. Let's make them the offensive coordinator for whoever. And and that's why I think that the Browns, uh, the NFL is really going to be on alert. You've got the reigning head coach or uh, NFL head coach of the year and Kevin Stefanski, if they're successful again this season, especially offensively, the NFL is going to be on alert. They're going to want to be able to take everybody associated with that. Bill Callahan, Stump Mitchell, um, of course, AVP. So I'm going to go with him for that reason specifically because the the NFL is just so enthralled with offense. Um, Of course, giving credit to the defense as well, but it's just an offensively driven league right now. Well, and Allie, you know what's even rarer? what happened this last year is that we brought our entire coaching staff back yeah. after making it to the second round of the playoffs. That's not normal, Allie. No, it's not. No. And the fact that we were able to do that, I think speaks highly to Kevin Stefanski, um, mm-hmm. respect they have for him as a head coach. And I think they also said, you know what? No, um, we need to go win a, we need to go win a championship here. I gotta tell you, speaking of just sidebar comments, I don't know if you saw what Odell, said about being in Cleveland for his press availability. Yeah. He literally, right. like, I was like, wow, this guy is a class act. He really is when people give him so much crap. I'm saying it again. People give him so much crap. But when he literally looked in the camera, he goes, no, Cleveland needs, not wants, needs a championship. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm here. I'm like, well, okay, you, I'm ready to go run through a wall. Like, <laughs> I mean, the fact, and, you know, and then Stefanski went on to say, he's a freak of an athlete to be out there doing what he's doing right now in practice after what he, how he got injured last year. I mean, like, they're like to see what he's doing in camp right now. It's, I I don't, I can't believe what I'm seeing, but I'm seeing it. So I'm excited to see Odell again, talk about somebody that can have a redemption type of year and just really be the difference for this football team. Yeah. We can talk about that on Sundays. Odell could be that piece. Yeah. Also, real quick, if you are having a cookout, a get together, you just want a good meal. Make sure that you have stadium mustard in your pantry, in your refrigerator, wherever you like to keep it. Some people keep it in their fridge, some in their pantry. Do whatever you got to do. But make sure that it is stadium mustard. Uh, truly, an iconic brand, Northeast Ohio uh, fans, Browns fans. We know this. We know this. It's been in the stadiums. Um, you've seen it all around. It's truly an iconic brand and taste. So make sure that you have that readily available for all of your events, whether you're hosting or you're just having a nice little hamburger. Make sure you have that because you're going to need it. Um, Dustin, did you see that brawl that went down in New York with the Giants? No, but we were talking about a little bit off, off air. And the fact that you told me Daniel Jones was at the bottom of the pile, that doesn't sound good to me. Your quarterback should never be on the bottom of no. the pile anywhere. No. And by the way, we're scrimmaging with this team. If they can't get along with each other, I don't want to scrimmage with a team that can't even get along with each other. That you know what that you know what happens? Injuries happen when you scrimmage with teams like that. I don't like that. So I yeah, give me a little more on that, Allie. What so else? essentially, yeah, what happened? Evan Ingram, yeah. It was Evan Ingram. Um, there was a, a big hit. He kind of got up in the face. I think it was Logan Ryan that made the hit. Brawl ensues. Uh, Daniel Jones ends up at the bottom of that pile. And they said everybody, and they mean everybody on the team, was part of this brawl. Um, apparently, Joe Judge, the head coach, was just absolutely infuriated, set all the assistant head coaches away and dealt with the players himself. Um, they were all running. Um, they were they were running laps. They were doing sprints, uh, doing push-ups, all sorts of <laughs> uh, you know physical discipline, I'm sure. Um, But long story short, you cannot have your starting quarterback at the bottom of a pile within your own football team, within your own organization. That's when you talk about the culture. um, I just can't imagine something like that would go down within. Now, I'm not saying it can't. I'm not saying it doesn't get physical. But there's a certain expectation. And and I just just find that hard to believe that that would happen in a a more of a stable environment. Um, I don't know. You just can't have that. 
You can't have well, it. And I guess I'm a little surprised by that because the Giants are usually a pretty stable franchise, right? To have that kind of not over the not over the past couple of years. Right, but I mean, it's it, for history though. I mean, they're pretty. You don't see stuff like that coming out of an an organization like that. Well, let me ask you this: Could you imagine Eli Manning at the bottom of a pile? No. 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 Never. I mean, I can't imagine any starting quarterback in the National Football League on the bottom of a fight pile. Like that just doesn't like like what are you doing? Like that's the guy that's going to start for your team. That's your that's your general, and you got him on the bottom of a dog pile in a fight like what are you doing the first thing you should be doing is taking your quarterback and grabbing him and throwing him to the side to get out of that crap because that's the guy you should be protecting the most like what are you doing yeah no what are you doing what are you doing new york um and then i saw a couple of players after had just signed with the giants that they went ahead and already retired um so so dustin to me that that speaks yeah that speaks to the culture Yes, we, we talked about culture. The, the, there's a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, there's a culture problem there for sure. We talk about stadium mustard, but you also have to have Cleveland ketchup there in your pantry or your fridge, wherever you like to keep it. Uh, you can go check them out. Of course, head on over to herewegobrunnies.com. Go to our sponsors page. You can go directly to their site to order. Um, they've got bacon and bourbon flavor. They've got their classic ketchup, which I just used before I jumped onto the program to get some <laughs> french fries. Um, and they have also got ghost pepper. So make sure you have some water with you when you're eating that ghost pepper, because let me tell you, friends, it is spicy. Uh, so make sure you go check them out. It is um I, I've gotten rid of all the, the big name brand uh, ketchup brands. I'm all don't even ketchup. Say, don't even say the name. Ellie. Don't even say no, the name. No, 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 no. I, I'm not here to slander anybody. I'm just here to raise <laughs> up uh, Cleveland ketchup because they're that awesome. Um, Dustin, how about the, the quarterback situation over there in Indianapolis? They just go out, they get Carson Wentz uh, this offseason. He goes yeah. down with an injury, and of course, Quentin Nelson out with a scene. Style of injury, both getting surgery out. Uh, approximately five or more weeks. Dustin, what do you think on this? What, what what do you do? Well, they said five to 12 weeks possibly, right? Could I mean, be, yeah. 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 Um, I was doing a little, I mean, who do they have? Is it Jacob Eason, Brett Hundley? Jake Eason, uh, Sam Ellinger, and Brett Hundley. Yeah. So both Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger, zero career starts. Um, Brett Hundley <laughs> with just a few. I, I don't know. What do you do on that? I mean, do you take a shot at, somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo or uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, or do you say, let's go all in and try to get somebody like a Deshaun Watson while he may not be available to start due to his, mm-hmm. his personal issues and what's going on with him and his criminal case. Yeah. Do you, do you take a shot or do you just play it by ear and write it out? Because here's the thing, actually, let me pull up their schedule. Um, because. Yeah. It's, it's more about getting past those first five games. Yeah. Kind of. Because if, if you can, yeah, all right, so they, uh, <laughs> yikes, um, week one, Seahawks, <laughs> week two, Rams, week three, Titans, week four, Dolphins, week five, Ravens. Allie, they can be 0-5. Yeah, so. One and four, ugh. wow. Ugh. That's not and, good. And honestly, they were just a quarterback away. We've talked about this. They were a quarterback away from being a very, very, very good football team. Uh, yeah, a playoff well, caliber team. Obviously, I don't think that's the case without a. And now here's the thing with Carson Wentz, right? Some pick your poison. Some people love him. Some people hate him. I think he can go win you some good football games. He's great when he's healthy. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, that's I don't know if I'm if I'm if I'm looking at the organization or if I'm within that front office. I'm saying, okay, we've got everything we need. We've got the running back. We've got the offensive line. We've got. We've got the receivers. We've got a good defense. We just have to have like, a quarterback. I'm calling teams, Allie. That's what I'm doing. I'm calling. And I'm actively. Who are you calling first? Well, Garoppolo is a good one. I mean, that was. I'd a... call Garoppolo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they I distracted mean... Kyle or uh, uh, Trey Lance. And I don't know if you saw Kyle Shanahan's recent comments coming out and saying, oh, Jimmy's the best I've ever seen. What they're doing there is talking him up to increase the trade value. So right. that's what that is. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, um, yeah, I think you're calling some of these teams where a guy where they brought in uh, who's the backup uh, in New York, the Jets. Who, the Jets or the Giants? The Jets. Uh, is Flacco over there? You I think know, they've got Flacco. But, but you see my point? Like, go find a veteran that's played in the league and yeah. bring him in. Um, 
you know, maybe you make a call to the to the Bears, little Andy Dalton. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean that's or Nick Foles. Hello. Hey, you know what? You don't even have to get get in your car. Go from Chicago to Indy, and you're good. Like I mean, like, I mean Nick Foles. You've done it before. Come do it again. Well, you know what, Nick? Did you see Nick? Speaking of Nick Foles, did you see his comments? Like that, Nick Foles says, "I'm in better foot. I'm a better quarterback and in better football shape as a quarterback mentally and physically than when I won the Super Bowl." So if that's really how he is and how he feels, if I'm the Colts, I'm going after some Foles because here's the thing: you at least you know what you're getting, right? He's had playoff experience. He's been in some big games. That's who I call. I mean, someone like that, if he's available. Um, Could you imagine? Here's the thing. Could you imagine? Let's just say hypothetically here. Carson Wentz goes down in Philly. Nick Foles steps in and wins a Super Bowl. Carson Wentz goes down in <laughs> Indianapolis. Here comes Nick Foles and leads him to a Super Bowl. Could you imagine that? Okay, first of all, Alec, those that's bad talk because we'd have to meet – I know. I don't want that to happen, but could you imagine just that, that storyline? Oh, Allie, that would, that's like, that's like made for a TV movie, that kind of stuff. Like, Oh, that would be, that would be a movie. Nick Foles comes in and wins the game, wins the, wins it again. Carson Wentz is always, you know, you know, the bride versus the bridesmaid, right? So it's like, that would be very interesting. That would be interesting. Also we talk about Cleveland ketchup. We talk about stadium mustard, uh, in order to utilize those products, you, of course, have to have the meat. You've got to have the hot dog. You've got to have the burger. In order to do that, you got to go over to five-star meats. Because like they say, Dustin, ain't no wiener like a five-star wiener. Well, Allie's going to have a T-shirt that says that. And she's been- uh, you know what? And I can't wait to proudly wear that. Uh, that's one of my favorite sayings. Ain't no wiener like a five-star wiener. Um, so, yes, of course, you've got to go have five-star meats. Bob and his crew are truly the best. Northeast Ohio, make sure you venture on up there. And uh, make sure you have yourself a nice little sandwich. Um, how about this, Dustin, just before we wrap up here, uh, Carolina coming out and, and or rumors about uh, the Panthers saying that they're still keeping a kind of a close eye on the Sean Watson situation. We knew that they were interested to get started prior to the trade yep. for uh, Sam Darnold, and it really made a lot of sense for Deshaun to, yeah. to come back to Carolina um, or to the Carolinas, being that he's from here. Yeah. What's that say to the organization? I mean, if you're Sam Darnold, you've got to feel not great about that. You know, you kind of get run out in New York. You come down to uh, the Panthers kind of for a fresh start. And training camp rolls around. And now there's rumors that they're still keeping an eye on Deshaun Watson. But here's the thing. If I'm a team that's quarterback needy and you're not so sure on the future of that position, and you have somebody like that out there who his trade value is now down given the situation and the circumstance. If you can trade for somebody like that, and maybe he not may not be ready to go week one, you have Sam Darnold to lead you a couple of weeks. I'm comfortable yeah. with that. Well, he's a one in a generational type of quarterback, right? So you kind of take a chance if you, if you kind of vet it out and you know all the legal things, because you don't want to bring a guy in and he's gone. Um, speaking of that alley, um, your hot dog, your hamburger, I mean, your hot dog, your ketchup and all that, right? Well, all of those are going to be available at our event on Sunday. Thanks to our good friends at the Orlando Baking Company. So we're going to have hot dogs for everybody that shows up at our event on Sunday. So uh, a big thank you to the Orlando uh, Baking Company for providing the buns for us. That's going to be fun. They're going to be there. So uh, Finish is the sandwich. By the way, is a yeah. hot dog a sandwich? Do you consider a hot dog a sandwich? And, you know, with that said, guys, um, as we wrap up here, the thing on Sunday, it's a big deal for the food bank. We're going to try to fill a 28-foot truck, guys. This is no small feat. So if you can come and just drop off food, say hello to Allie and I, or just you know come anytime during the event, this is a big deal for the city of Cleveland. Um, we've also put on our page a donation button. If you can not be there physically and you want to give a donation phys- you know, in monetary value to the food bank, it's a big deal. One in six people go hungry in Cleveland. That number kind of shocked me, Ali, just saying, but uh, big deal. Close to home. and we're looking forward to helping them out on Sunday. So, Yeah, you're absolutely right. So please make sure that you venture on over. Um, look how you can donate. Look how you can help out. I know a lot of you listeners are out of state or you're unable to make it. So please make sure that you take a look at that. And if you can help in any way, it's greatly appreciated. It does hit close to home, Dustin. That, that number, um, the number's too big. You know, that, that yeah. number, that that's... <laughs> It, 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 uh, you know, it actually leaves me kind of speechless, you know, growing up in Northeast Ohio, you sometimes don't recognize what's right there. And if you can just yeah. give a helping hand or you can be that, that guiding light, just 
whatever you can and whatever you have to give, please do so. We encourage you to do it. And of course, you're giving back to the Cleveland community. So uh, thanks for bringing that up, Dustin. Um, other than that, Dustin, any closing thoughts as we wrap up on a beautiful Wednesday evening? Um, well, Ali, I'm going to see you this weekend more than this. It's our party. So we're going to be uh, doing our thing in Cleveland and uh, looking exciting for training camp and all that. So just looking forward to seeing everybody in person on Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Guys, with that, stay safe, stay healthy, and as always, go Browns. Browns. Cleveland! This is for you! Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this is for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rocket brown and orange with me, baby. Let's ride. Represent the land, let them know, tell them, here we go, brownies, here we go, yeah, here we go.